Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 147. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest and a friend of mine, Don Kitsch. Don are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, Mark, these driver changes always have a bit of a hiccup. Can you help me with this right shoulder belt? You're going to need to get it up over the Hans. Get it. All right, click, click. All right, ready to go. Okay. Window, window net, window radio check. Go, go, go. Lock, oh, lock. gosh. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Huh? I hope I do a good job and don't hit any walls here. Oh, my gosh. I got the instructor next to me and all the pressure's on. Seattle resident and race car driver Don Kitts Jr. has been involved in motorsports for over 25 years. He's a veteran of over 200 professional and amateur racing starts. And in 1987, Don and his wife Donna founded Performance Racing School in Pacific Raceway, where he's the chief instructor. In 1997, Don founded Team Seattle, focusing on the 24 Hours of Daytona sports car race as a fundraiser for Children's Hospital of Seattle. And in the past 12 years, they've raised an amazing $6.5 million for the hospital. In 2009, Don teamed up with Patrick Dempsey and Joe Foster at Dempsey Racing in a Ferrari 430 GT2 at the famed 24 Hours of Le Mans. Don is always looking ahead down the road at Pacific Raceway as it expands and grows, and he enjoys his involvement in sports television color commentary and a creation of motorsports videos. So Don, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Could you take a moment and share some more about your history, about your career, your interests, and your passion for automobiles that go really fast. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark, for uh, for having me on. I guess lo- looking back, you know, we all know about car guys. Well, I was a car kid. If it had wheels, you know, it, it, it caught my attention. My dad was All-American football and All-Conference basketball, and every time he'd hand me a round ball, uh, you know, I'd, I'd hand him a steering wheel, and that kind of <laughs> went on. That kind of went on for a number of years, but... Uh, you know, we found our way, uh, you know, we started in, in go-karting early on. Actually, we were way, way before the, the karting days. Uh, my dad took me to the Midwill one day, and we were looking for some, some wheels to, to put on a coaster cart that I was bound to determine to build, and, and we found some baby buggy wheels, and I cannot tell you the number of vehicles uh, those wheels uh, appeared on. Uh, <laughs> 
know, we'd build them and crash them and build them and crash them. And uh, but my my life growing up centered around wheels. Um, when the uh, guys wanted to play army or go play ball, I I, I wanted to build something that rolled. And mm-hmm. and that uh, you know that turned into a bit of an early uh, career in karting and. Um, and then from karting, uh, you know, the amateur club racing community, uh, starting out right here in in Seattle. But always, always been a car guy. Always loved cars, and obviously the natural progression was uh, was to, to into racing. Uh, we had a about a ten year amateur career in, in racing, and then uh, the last uh, the last twenty years have been at a professional level in sports car racing. So uh, you know, love cars. Uh, you know, love racing, and um, and and love and love love what we're doing here with the racing program. Oh, absolutely! And I've had the pleasure of being part of your school and being on the track there, Pacific Raceway, for years. That's how we originally met, and uh, you've got a great group of of team members there, and what you guys do there, and you really make it fun. And and for people like me who are just starting out way back when and wanted to get on a track and go fast, you you put some confidence in me. And uh, help me do that, and I really appreciate it. It's been a great ride all these years. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote, and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here at Cars Yeah. So, Don, take the wheel. You know, I I, uh, I saw that, and, and uh, I wrote uh, kind of a note here. It's a quote that I use in some motivational, inspirational speaking that uh, do. It's uh, called can I help you? <laughs> and it it probably was uh, without a doubt the one of the lowest points in my in my racing career where Don and I were scheduled to compete uh, at Phoenix International. Uh, we had a contract with a car uh, there to participate in those days what was called the Bridgestone Supercar Series. And like a week before the race, our major sponsor, for a number of reasons, stepped away from um, support of the of the car and. And uh, that started a, a long and, and difficult journey trying to find support for that race weekend. And uh, uh, I went down to Phoenix uh, a, a bit early and, and started knocking on doors. And, you know, when you're looking for thousands of dollars in a city that you don't know anybody in, that, that can be a, uh, a very painful, frustrating, uh, and disillusioning journey. And uh you know, I, I stopped um, to um, you know make some phone calls. I was actually in the lobby of the Radisson Hotel waiting to uh, to get changed to uh, use one. They didn't have a cell phone in those days, and uh, I, I can remember uh, I, I was kind of looking down a bit, feeling down a bit, and I never forget the, the look of those shiny dress shoes and the and the iron pleat in those suit pants that walked up to me and. And the first words I heard was, can I help you? Those words trailed on to a, a, another question, would you like to come to my office? And that did it. That car made the field. That car not only made the race there, but uh, they continued to help us on into San Diego. Uh, that gentleman's name was Ted Whitehead. I, I've never, uh, I've never uh, lost contact with Ted, and uh, he was a vice president of Cervical Property Management Corporation, and they had a number of hotels in the in the Phoenix area. And uh, Ted, uh, you know, told me he said I don't know a whole lot about racing. Um, he said, but I, I do know that it's very good for our properties. 
Uh, I know that it brings people into our hotels and it brings people into our restaurants, and we need to support that. So he said, here's what I'm going to do. And that started a kind of a, a conglomerate of Phoenix area hotels that all got behind that car. And I, I've never I've never not used that story when I work with young drivers who, you know, who at times become a little bit discouraged and disillusioned. And mm-hmm. I've always told them, you know, can I help you? Uh, there is a racing god out there, and uh, <laughs> and and if uh, and if he sees you trying to help yourself, he will help you. Uh, it was a very very rewarding experience to see uh, see that come together, and all started with those words. Can I help you? Wow, that's wonderful! What a great story! I I love that. That's fantastic. Could you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talked about your dad taking you to the Goodwill and finding those buggy wheels, but is there one pivotal moment you can recall in your life when you really know that Don Kitsch was a car guy? <laughs> yeah, I I can remember uh, my dad uh, one time had to drive up to Baker's or fly up to Bakersfield. It was my absolute first first time in an airplane and uh, we we flew up to bakersfield to pick up a car that he needed to bring back to to pasadena and uh we were on a long stretch of highway and dad said you want to take the wheel (laughs) (laughs) and i can remember sitting on his lap and uh and just that incredible feel of you know excitement and control and speed i don't even think we were probably doing more than 50 miles an hour but that was my first time piloting a car piloting a car and i i that was it i knew right then and there (laughs) the needle was in the vein you were hooked there you go it was it was a slippery slope from there i can tell you that yeah there's nothing like that feeling of that vehicle moving beneath you just that that momentum and speed it's it's a great feeling that's awesome so, Don, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads that you've driven down and really crawl under the hood here and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you face in your career. And in the racing world, boy, there are a lot of them, but there's a lot of high points, too. And we'll get to the high points in a minute. But most importantly, share with me how you overcame that particular situation and what you learned from it. Well, I, I think... You know the story from from Phoenix and 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 Ty, Ted Whitehead and the Bridgestone Supercar Series. Uh, you know, certainly that was a real opportunity for me to find out how bad I wanted to race. You know, and and uh, keep your eyes set on a goal. You know, you're going to knock on a hundred doors before one of them stays open for you. Uh, I learned a lot about myself uh, that at that time and how bad how bad I wanted it and how what it was going to take to get it. Uh, Le Mans was a huge challenge for us, uh, you know, obviously a number of years down the road from there, but Le Mans was a huge challenge for us, very scary road in and out of the car. Certainly the, certainly the, the politics of relatively you know, little-known drivers. I mean, uh, you know, I, I actually, Donna and I actually had the entry to Le Mans before Patrick Dempsey joined us, but for a driver of my level to gain an entry to Le Mans was a, a huge challenge that took two years of my life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, to finally gain, to finally gain that entry. Then just the financial impact of it, that was a million dollars, a million dollars to... To campaign that car there because the year the euro was a dollar sixty five and every day every day I got up and I checked the euro and it was just going up 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 against our dollar our contract was five hundred and seventy thousand euros 
And uh, the euro, like I said, was a dollar sixty-five going up every day. I remember Donna. I mean, I'd be laying awake three o'clock in the morning <laughs> in a yeah. cold. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Donna, going. You know what? You're going to jail on this deal. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, uh, of course, then once once we uh, once we got the cam you know, the campaign funded, then just the emotional and physical challenge of of qualifying to qualify for the 24 hours of Le Mans because you've got to be on your numbers. And if you're not, you're going home and you don't get your money back. So I, I think from Phoenix to France, you know, there's just been a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount of, of uh, opportunities to, uh, you know, to find out what you're about and yeah. how bad you want to do it. Oh, yes, I think that's true. And you mentioned the word focused. Uh, on the show we had yesterday, Jeff Zwart, who's ra- done a lot of racing and photography, his his key word was focus, stay focused. And I think you're right. That's what you have to do in so many respects, especially with driving, preparing to drive and, and being in a car at speed and all those things. Wow. Incredible story. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share a story when you had a real aha moment in your business, in your career, that time when you realized that, you know what, I think I'm really going to make it at this. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. You know, probably the uh, the creation of performance was a, a a point where I went. You know what? There is a career for me here in this industry. I have a place in it. I have a venue to excel at and pound a a, a stake in the ground. Especially, you know, 20 years ago when we formed uh, the school here in in Seattle, I was one of the only guys to you know to transition from. Uh, amateur club level to a professional level in sports car racing and to still be active at that level and start the school at the same time uh, you know I, I was so busy looking forward I was so busy looking at what was coming at me and every once in a while I'd sit down and just take a minute to look and see where I was at and where we had come from mm-hmm. and um, you know at that point I went well you know Don and I have, have you know, pounded a stake in the ground in, in an industry that you, is so difficult, so difficult to earn a living in, and, and we've done it. Uh, look what we've created, and it's, you know, and it, it can only get bigger and better from here. That was a, a point where I said, okay, you, you know, you've done it. Uh, you now have a professional career in the motorsports industry. Yeah, it's so cool, too, because when I first moved up here to the Northwest, you had just begun, because I've been here 21 years or so, and and I was interested in getting on a racetrack and driving fast. And I went out there with some clubs, and that's how we met. And it's just fantastic. And congratulations for so many years of fun. How about proudest moments? Is there, you probably had so many. I know you have, but is there one in particular in your career that really stands out? You know, without a doubt, there's a, there's a picture out there out about Don and maybe I've said it to you but there's a, a picture of an international press uh, press conference uh, that I participated in with uh, with Joe and Patrick uh, obviously the the big draw was was certainly Patrick but our story uh, the road to Le Mans was one of interest to the international media and uh, so they uh, held a press conference that we uh, that we sat in on and there's a a picture of me you know, and it, it happened to be a moment where I looked up and Donna and, and, and Santa had, had uh, found their way in past security and into this press conference. And I was so proud of, of the three of us mm-hmm. uh, being in that, in that conference together because, for me, it was, it was all three of us 
working to get to France, Sienna putting up with the countless hours in the office, and Donna and I just not taking no for an answer and and uh, pounding on every door there was to, to, to get ourselves to France. And I wanted all three of us in that press conference together. And if you if you look at the look on my face, that's about as proud as I get when, <laughs> those, when those two girls walked in there. And I thought, there we are. You know, we've made it. Here we are in France talking to the international media, you know, sitting next to Dr. McDreamy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, a pretty, uh, a, a pretty special moment. I'll bet. One of those pinch me moments for sure. Fantastic. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Could you share with me your first really special car? Maybe it's not your first car, but something that really had some meaning to you, and maybe share a memory you had with that vehicle. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a, a car boy or a car guy or a car kid ever forgets his first car. Yeah, my car was a, a, a Sprite, a little a little a little Sprite sports car. Oh, if okay. you remember those or not? Yeah, yeah, not very big. No, uh, little cars, and you're you're a tall guy, so yeah, it it was, but it was a sports car, and it was mine, and it got me from point A to point B, and uh, and it gave me that wonderful feeling of uh, independence and freedom, and and uh, me and my mates uh, tooled around in it. Uh, funny story about that car, uh, you know, uh, we all we we carpooled. Uh, each of us had a different week or a different day that we drove to school. Well, of course, you know, you're not going to put a whole lot of guys in a Sprite. <laughs> no. And uh, so the only way we could put more than three guys in the car was to, uh, you know, of course, have the top down, which gets a little brutal, you know, in the winter months in, in Portland, Oregon. And so we went down to G.I. Joe's and we, um, you know, the Army surplus store, and we got, uh, we got some of these big G.I., these big uh, uh, green uh, uh, furry coats that the the ski guys, uh, army ski guys wore. Oh yeah. And uh, so all you really you really couldn't see the car going to school. You just saw this big fur ball going down <laughs> the road. With three or four of us piled in there, and uh, it was quite the sight in the student parking lot. But I uh, that was my first car, and and uh, I, I cannot tell you how much uh, yeah I loved owning that car and the independence and the freedom it gave me. Yeah, they really did. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've had in your life that you really wish you could have back in your garage? Yeah, I'd like to have that 240Z back in my my garage that that I first started racing in. Oh, yeah. There's a relationship that you establish with all race cars. Uh, It's just, at least for me anyway, because you, you sit in the thing and you you wonder what the two of you are going to do together. Are we going to win? Are we going to <laughs> yep. Are we going to Victor Lane? Are we going to the hospital? Or or anything in between? And uh, I don't think there's any ever a stronger feeling that you have a stronger bonding than you have with them with your when your first your first car. Yeah. I, I can remember I was so so excited about starting my career in that car. I remember one night I woke up in stark terror. I thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to be too too tall to fit in the thing with my helmet on and <laughs> there's no point in trying to go back to sleep and so of course i grabbed my helmet which it was right out of the box i just bought it and i got in the car drove down to the garage and got in the car and uh, of course was much relieved at the fact that there was clearance there was a helmet. <laughs> i would be able to sit in the car but i remember it was like two in the morning and i remember sitting there kind of in the partial dark um, looking in the wink in the mirror in the wink mirror you know rear view mirror and uh, i remember the look on my face and thinking i'd never gone 125 miles an hour before and i knew that's what this car would do is, is, yeah. you know and I, what's that gonna what what what's that gonna be like between the two of us i'd like to have that car back because yeah. we, we, we did a lot of good work together i'll bet what fun 
How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now, perhaps for next year, that really has you excited and fired up? Oh, boy, we've got so many things going on right now that have got me excited and fired up. Uh, I'm so excited about this year's race season, 2015 season. We are working so hard uh, toward uh, a GTD championship in United Sports Car, the Tudor Series. Um, I've never participated at this level in a, a challenge that has this much viability for a championship. And uh, the, the guys we're going to do this with in and out of the car are just the best guys you ever want to go racing with. And uh, we're going to be the team to beat, and I am so excited about getting started, uh, which we already have done. We're in the wind tunnel tomorrow. Uh, that car's in the wind tunnel tomorrow, and that's after uh, three or four days of testing, winter testing already. Uh, there won't be a team that will arrive in Daytona better prepared and ready to launch the season than us. I'm really excited about our effort in Europe. Uh, we've got a young driver, a driver that I'm doing some, some coaching with, uh, Alex Roberas, and uh, this kid's 20. He's the real deal. Uh, he's a second-year Porsche Junior factory driver. He reminds me, in fact, we spend a tremendous amount of time talking about the you know, the discipline of Ayrton Senna. Both of us have done quite a study on Ayrton Senna. Mm-hmm. And um, this kid is uh, another Ayrton Senna in my mind as far as the focus and the discipline. We're going to be running him in, uh, in Porsche Super Cup and Porsche Carrera Cup uh, all over Europe uh, and Asia. I'm really excited about that because there's only one reason we're, we're, we're running him, and that's for a championship in both those disciplines. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S. and Europe, I'm really excited about the racing season in 15. Then, obviously, here locally, uh, as we've discussed, uh, I think we have a motivated seller. I think we've got a motivated buyer regarding Pacific Raceways, and I'm really looking forward to being a part of that transition of new ownership and, uh, you know, the enhancements and developments of that facility that are going to come with new ownership uh, will be a part of that, definitely be a part of that. I'm really, really excited about um, about the, the opportunities there. Yeah. So 2015, right now, there's a lot of things I'm fired up about. I'll bet, yeah. Sounds like firing on all cylinders for sure. Fantastic. Better be. Yes, absolutely. Now, here's a funny question for you, Don. If Don Kitch was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Um, uh, uh, that's quick. That's easy. Uh, I would be a Porsche GT3. Ooh, and why is that? Because there is, that car is, they, uh, they got it all right with that car. That, that, the Porsche factory got it, everything right with that car. It does not have an evil bone in its body. <laughs> just, it's just a real nice guy. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, the Porsche 911 has been around for so long and that refinement period of time, I, that's why it's it's so right. They've had so long to work on it and just every little thing. It's Rarely just, does that factory make a mistake. Rarely do they make a mistake. They, yeah. they just keep getting better and better with everything they build, but never have they been better than they, than they were with the GT3. Nice, nice. Okay, Don, we're entering what I call the last lap. You're a racer. You know what that means. The white flag is out. Time to put the pedal down. We're almost there. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and you're going to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? <laughs> okay. Go. Okay, here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Make a plan and work your plan. Oh, the best? Oh, let me rethink that. Okay. Oh, the best piece of advice I've ever given, I had my heart set on this beautiful 1956 Chevrolet two-door hardtop, 
I mean, it was, you know, it was the car to have. And I took my dad up to, uh, to look at that car, and, and I, was, I, was, I had the money out. I was ready to buy it, and my dad pointed quickly about a dozen reasons why not to buy that car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, owe him, I owe him a lot for that because yeah. it would have it financially bankrupt me. Yeah, my dad did that for me with a little British car way back when I was 16, and I'm so thankful I ended up with a Carmen Ghia. My best friend bought that other car that I thought I wanted, and the engine blew up a month later. So there you go. <laughs> Dads know what they're talking about. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your successes? I think without a doubt, you know, organization. Um, I mean, both Donna and I are, you know, workaholics, uh, overachievers, uh, perfectionists, but I think the reason we're able to take so much on our plate and the reason we're able to accomplish as much as we do is uh, is our, our commitment to organization. Yeah. Um, you know, we were rarely, rarely do we make a mistake because you know what? We can't afford the time <laughs> to fix it. Absolutely. How about resources? Is there one in particular that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website that you go to often you enjoy, or maybe it's a blog that you get. Oh, um, you know, uh, Ross and I do a lot of work together, Ross Bentley, and, uh, you know, we, we, we share a lot of ideas uh, uh, with each other. Uh, if I have something that comes my way that I need a consult on and vice versa, uh, we, you know, we've been together for 30 years and, and we, we, we use each other a great deal in that way because the, the combined experience between the two of us. So I, I think that would be the answer to that question. Yeah, Ross is great. I just had him on the show here. And what a super guy, the Speed Secrets guy. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a great person. I uh, like him a lot. How about a book? Is there one in particular that you've enjoyed that you think that the Cars Yeah listeners would really like to read? Well, obviously, I, I love the, 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 the art of racing in the rain. Mainly yeah, Gar Stein's book, I'm, yes. I'm in, the, I'm in the book. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think there's some wonderful messages in that book. I, uh, I, I love the ending of the book. Anyone who has earned their living and, and sat in a race car has got to appreciate the ending of that book. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, I think Alex Zanardi's book, uh, My Sweetest Victory, I, I mean, I think the messaging in that book is just incredible. Yes. Whether you're a racing person or not, um, I just I think the message uh, that Zanardi puts out in that book, My Sweetest Victory, is, is incredible. Yeah, well, two great books. I appreciate that. And I'll remind the Cars Yeah listeners, you can find these resources at carsyeah.com slash Don Kitsch. All right, Don, we're up to the checkered flag. It's waving. We can see the end in sight. And this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and in your case, I'll say race car, but money's no object. Christmas is tomorrow when the show comes up on Christmas Eve. So I'm Santa Claus. I'm going to buy you whatever you want today. What would that vehicle be and why? Oh, it's going to have to be a Porsche. You know that, Mark. <laughs> I've, I've spent so much time with that car uh, it, in my entire racing career. There's been so much time in Porsche. I think the car, the car we're currently racing, you know, the GT America, I uh, haven't had a lot of time in that car, but just enough to, you know, go, you know what, uh, i got to have one of these things here. <laughs> i got to have one of these in my garage. The GT uh, America. The, Porsche GT America. Yeah, fantastic. All right. I'll make sure that's under the tree when you wake up tomorrow morning, okay? (laughs) All right. I'd appreciate it because I've been such a good boy all year. I know. That's what I've heard. Donna tells me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Donna did tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Hey, Don, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories and catching up with you. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Porsche? <laughs> <laughs> Just never, never say never. You know, make a goal, uh, make a plan, and go get it. Yeah, ah, perfect. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, about Proformance Driving School, and all the endeavors you're embarking upon? Oh, that's easy. They can go right to ProformanceRacingSchool.com. That's P-R-O-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E, ProformanceRacingSchool.com. Okay. And then as far as getting involved in some of your your uh, fundraising for Children's Hospital, is there a way for our guests to get involved in that and, and help you out? Yeah, they for sure. They can go to TeamSeattle.com or theheartofracing.org. There's a great video that we just created in uh, theheartofracing.org. Um, additionally, we're going to be on January 14th, the evening of January 14th, we're going to be at the new Bellevue Porsche store, previously known as Barrier Porsche. Uh, we're going to be at the new Bellevue Porsche store for a meet the team uh, hospitality evening. That's on uh, Wednesday night, January 14th. So that's a great opportunity for somebody to come uh, see who we are and what we're doing. And the performance thing, obviously, the website. And uh, performance is not just focused on the racing driver. I mean, we do all kinds of curriculum in advanced car control, street survival skills, proactive and sport, high performance, just uh, recreational driving for just the driving enthusiasts. So a number of different curriculums, great staff. Don and I have been so lucky to put the team together we have out there of just good, solid guys. It is, and I'll tell people I've been involved with your school, and I, I know that team, and great group of people. It's fantastic. So, listeners, you can learn more about everything we've talked about here today and what Don has shared with us at carsyad.com slash Don Kitch. Don, thank you again for carving out some time today. I know you're so busy and for sharing everything that you've shared today with the Cars Yeah listeners and being so generous. I want to thank you, and until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.